We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Monday Roto Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today right now by Nick Whalen off the bat. We're going to talk a little bit at NBA DFS. Then later on, Chris Benzie and I are going to talk about the Monday-Thursday slate, featuring three Thanksgiving Day matchups, as well as uh, some quarterbacks for Week 12 here. Uh, Real quick before we get started, a reminder, if you happen to be listening on iTunes or Stitcher, please take a second to give us a nice uh, rating and review here. Nick, uh, the Bucks they gave the Warriors uh, a little bit of a run for their money this year, but they of course, did. of course, uh, this year's Warriors team doesn't have Kevin Durant, so not quite there. Here, we'll start it off with obligatory Bucks talk, I suppose. Here, um, yeah, they they gave a run for their money on Saturday. Uh, Golden State, I think, you know, Golden State was in control of this game for mm-hmm. you know the majority, and obviously they came out on top. Um, but but the Bucks put together a little bit of a run uh, in the fourth quarter. I mean, they they started the period down eleven. It was you know double digits for most uh, of the of the fourth quarter. Had it up to I think fourteen at one point, and then uh, you know Giannis and Parker hit some tough shots, mm-hmm. and and you know had a chance really at the end uh, before a horrifically bad inbounds pass. Mm-hmm. Um, a horrifically bad inbounds pass basically doomed the Bucks. But uh, that's what you get when Tony Snell is in the game for you in that situation. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, so let's uh, well, let's shift this to Monday's DFS slate. We've got a pretty hefty slate. It looks like uh, nine games tonight, so that's pretty big for a Monday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we mentioned Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, 9,600 on FanDuel. I mean, he's going up against the Magic, gets a home Magic against the, or home matchup against the Magic. From what I understand, the Magic are pretty bad. Is he someone to target tonight, perhaps? 
Yeah, sources indicate the Magic are not good. Um, they, they've clawed back to respectability, at least. Um, I mean, they, they're just one of these teams that is so wildly up and down game to game. I mean, they're 6-7. and seven, So, you know, right in the thick of it, you know, if the season ended today, um, they, would, they would be the 8th seed. Uh, but I mean, they're a team that lost three to begin the year, then won three, then lost three, and then they've kind of traded wins and losses since then. Mm-hmm. The front court is what's concerning for Orlando. Uh, it's, it's it's both productive and concerning in some ways. You know, you have three to four really good options that you like, but you know, adding Serge Ibaka and bringing in Bismack Biyombo was a little bit redundant when you already have Vucevic. You're pushing Aaron Gordon to small forward, which mm-hmm. probably isn't his natural position. Uh, so I mean, they're just they're just volatile, really, game to game. Yeah, can so, lose to anybody. All right, so somebody, so someone is follow, who is follows the Bucks very loosely. Would that mean going to somebody like Greg Monroe to take advantage of that matchup? Because of what I understand, he's kind of in the doghouse. He is. Yeah, I, I mean, the Bucks kind of have not a similar situation to Orlando, but they have too many guys at the center spot, and, and mm-hmm. Jason Kidd is basically said they want to play two centers and right now they're starting John Henson and and Miles Plumlee has kind of been the number two guy it didn't sound like Monroe was going to get in the game at all on Saturday against Golden State he ended up coming in played two minutes uh but I mean he's a player that's just not a good matchup against that Mm -hmm. Golden State team especially if Pachulia is not in the game you can't ask him to stick with a guy like Monroe or certainly not Kevin Durant so Monroe's only played nine minutes over the last three games he didn't play at all uh, Thursday in Miami. So, I mean, I, I think I'm avoiding Monroe at all costs yeah. for now. I, he's not a guy that you, know, you keep out of the lineup and then he surprisingly plays 30 minutes. Like, he's not going to go off for like 60 points. Exactly. You know, it's like, yeah, if you get quote unquote burned by Greg Monroe, that means he you didn't put him in your lineup and he, he mm-hmm. surprisingly went for like 15 and 10. So, I stay away you. from Monroe for now. Henson, I do like. I mean, they're going to kind of split minutes between Henson and Plumlee. Mm-hmm. Giannis closed out a game. I, I believe it was the. Was it, was it the Atlanta game or the Miami game last week? Yeah. I forget. He closed out the game at center, so they, they kind of have him yeah. in the rotation now. Which I mean, is, Henson's just four thousand on right. Friday, Henson's which is, basically which is dirt price. cheap. The only the only thing there is opportunity cost yep. because you won't be able to use Hassan Whiteside tonight. And uh, he seems like he has a pretty good matchup uh, right. going up against the 76ers. Whiteside checks in at ninety one hundred. Yeah, I think if, if you could use two centers on FanDuel, you know, Henson would be kind of the obvious number two to pair with one of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whiteside's worth it, uh, you know, at, at, at 9,100. There's a lot of options, though. I mean, Drummond at 8,100 I like. Carl Towns at 8,000 is a nice uh, nice play, although he goes up against a, a Boston team that has Al Horford mm-hmm. back now. Um, and then, you know, you look down a little bit, DeAndre Jordan at 6,500. You don't get the offensive production, uh, of course, with Jordan, but he's really the only guy besides Drummond who has the same like rebounding potential that you get with Whiteside. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, I mean, Whiteside, rightfully so, is you know almost three thousand dollars more expensive than Jordan because yeah. he's just been a complete lock for like fifteen Absolutely. and fifteen. Yeah, Rotoware has him as the highest uh, projected player, the only guy we have on the board projected to go more than fifty points mm-hmm. tonight. So uh, at least from those perspe- from that perspective, he could be a lock tonight. Uh, I want to talk about the Indiana Pacers here, Nick, because they've been. Uh, they seem to be pretty stricken by injuries of late. I mean, Paul George, it sounds like he's not going to play tonight. Yep, CJ Miles, Miles is another one that uh, didn't play Sunday with the left knee. But despite George and Miles both being out on Sunday, they still managed to pick up a road victory in Oklahoma City to even their record at 7-7. Seven and seven. In that matchup, Thaddeus Young logged 38 minutes scored 20 points and picked up 11 boards. I mean, this guy's only 5,200 on FanDuel tonight. Is yeah. he someone that you would use? Yeah, absolutely. I, I like Thaddeus Young quite a bit. I've, he's always been a guy who I think has kind of ended up in some bad situations, you know, in Philly for a while and, mm-hmm. and then in Brooklyn where you just kind of forget about him. And then, you know, you check and it's like, oh, wow, he averaged 17 and 8 for the year. I had no idea. Um, and that's kind of what he's doing again this year. You know, he's in a better spot basketball wise. And 
um, you know, coming off of his best game of the year on Sunday. They come in on a back-to-back, and that's part of the reason, you know, that George isn't playing. They just went ahead and ruled him out right away, you know, not going to take any chances with a guy like that. Like you said, Miles is out. And Miles Turner is also a game-time call. It sounds like he's going to play, but he turned his ankle on Sunday. Might not be 100%. Uh, and, you know, I think that was probably part of the reason um, you know that that a guy like Thaddeus Young was able to play as much as he did, uh, although Turner played thirty six or thirty eight minutes, I should say himself, and that was an overtime game. So you know you see some of these minutes totals and they they jump out at you, but you have to remember they played five extra minutes. Um, but still, uh, to answer your original question, yeah, I like Thaddeus Young. Um, I, I really. What, like, what about Glenn Robinson? Now he started for Paul George, yeah, uh, and you know played pretty heavy minutes, scored sixteen points, had what I believe was his season high FanDuel total, yeah, thirty point two FanDuel points Sunday with George already out uh, right. Glenn Robinson's only 3,500 yeah I you mean, could balance him out and like if you're going to use Giannis yep. uh, there you are that's the thing yeah you, you know if you're going to if you're going to go with Glenn Robinson I'm not going to say like yeah build your lineup around Glenn Robinson but if you're going to pay up for James Harden or Giannis or Durant or Kawhi or a combination of those guys and you need you need you know if you're going to do that you inherently need to save somewhere uh, I think Robinson's a good spot you know the, I would feel a little less sure about it if you know Paul George was going to be a game time call or something but with him ruled out you know like I think I think Robinson's probably locked in for 30 minutes you know with no CJ Miles either mm-hmm. and you also probably want to get a piece of this game because as of this morning 219 that's tied with the uh, Phoenix Washington game for the highest over under on the slate mm-hmm. of course that's a that game is in Indiana so they've got the home crowd behind him and it's uh, this the seven eastern tip off right. so it really kicks off the slate so you'll have a really good idea of the injuries there lastly Nick you mentioned James Harden he's essentially the Clayton Kershaw of NBA DFS because he's 11,700 and there's nobody else really even on his tier I mean I guess you could say Durant at 9900 but I mean James Harden uh, heads to Detroit tonight is he someone that you lock in I mean at this point is it is it a situation where you can't risk not playing him because he just goes off for so many points or does Detroit present some matchup issues uh, you know, matchup-wise, they have some guys. Um, you know, KCP. I think if you know if you could draw up, you know, the the ideal defender, I guess to to pair with Harden. It's a guy like that who can get around screens and who you know is totally comfortable dedicating his entire game to to playing defense. Uh, and and KCP is one of those guys. I mean, Stanley Johnson, another one of those long, athletic, uh, yet mm-hmm. strong at the same time type of guys. So I mean, it's it's not necessarily an ideal matchup for Harden. Um, but the Pistons don't really have rim protection as big as Andre Drummond is and as great as he is on the offensive end. He's really not a good rim protector at all. And I think allowing Harden to get to the rim, like as good of a jump shooter as he is and how much of a part of that of his game as, as that is, if you let him get to the rim, he just becomes so much more dangerous. And, you know, he's looking to pass so much this season that if you if you give him that added chance to to just get into the paint and score, that opens up not only more scoring for him, of course, but also, you know, more drive and kick lane. So. Yep. I mean, and he's really also Harden, really good at getting fouled, getting to the line. He's very as good well. at getting fouled. So there's fouled. a ton of uh, he's just you know, matchup proof there. at this point. Yeah. You know, like if they play like the Spurs, maybe you think about it. But then you know, he went for triple doubles in both matchups with the Spurs this year. So it's like if you can do that against San Antonio, mm-hmm. Detroit doesn't really worry me. Yeah, it sounds as matchup proof as it gets. Well, thanks for uh, joining me today, Nick, and good luck in those DFS lineups this evening. Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests starting every week to ensure no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience to get even more contest variety. You can try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash 
play in larger tournaments for even more excitement. Play for a dollar. There are choices for every budget. This week on FanDuel, I mean, I was all in on the Garrett Blunt. Would have loved to see him get the end zone, but, uh, you know, still worked out. Had to go target the Packers a little bit here. But once again, FanDuel wants to remind you to have all the fantasy that football has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Welcome back to the Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast. I, I just remember during that uh, during that read there a second ago, I, I made zero sense. I said target the Packers with Legarrette Blunt, of course. Legarrette Blunt playing the 49ers. I targeted the Packers with Kirk Cousin and uh, and Jamison Crowder. So it was a semi-successful week this week on FanDuel. But Chris Benzine is here to help me break down the upcoming slate on FanDuel. We'll help you sure up your quarterback position and also talk about the Monday-Thursday NFL slate. If you want to follow Chris on Twitter. You can follow him at Crispy272002. We're both going to offer up cash and GPP plays. Chris, got a Monday through Thursday slate featuring three Thanksgiving Day games. But this is a little bit unique for me because this Monday slate or this Monday night game tonight, we've got uh, the Raiders who are six point favorites against the Texans. The over under is 45. Chris, this game's being played in Mexico City. Do you have any concerns about the elevation or is it business as usual for these teams? I mean, I know the sickle cell trade is an issue sometimes, but I don't, I don't know any word of anybody having issues with that. Other than yeah. that, I mean, the only other thing is sometimes it actually benefits kickers a little bit because yep. you get a little extra distance on your kicks. So mm-hmm. that's something maybe to keep in mind. If you're, if, but uh, I don't think mm-hmm. overall it shouldn't have too much of an impact. Yeah. And also, but, we don't have to worry about snow in Mexico City. So that is, uh, that is always a nice benefit. Here's the deal: like the high elevation of Mexico City. I'm gonna just bring in a quick anecdote about my MMA experience. I thoroughly believe that Cain Velasquez is the best heavyweight fighter in the world right now. He went in to Mexico City last year for a title fight against Fabricio Verdum, who, uh, and Verdum had been there, had his camp there for about four weeks adjusting to the altitude. Velasquez got there about three days beforehand, and he's known for having the best cardio in the game, and he got beat. He got a guillotine in the in the second round. He desperately shot for a takedown because he was gassed and didn't have any other opportunity. So I mean in from my experience watching Mexico City and watching that all go down, people the cardio can be an issue. So I'm yeah. thinking like Big bruising running backs. Uh, you know, I, I guess at least there's and, no advantage in this, at least between the two teams. Neither yeah. team's been there for four weeks set up or anything. Yeah, yeah, so you don't exactly. have that advantage as you did in the mm-hmm. MMA. But Yeah, so maybe, like, I'm thinking if if Lamar Miller gets like 30 carries over the course of the game, one, can he handle 30 carries in the elevation? And two, can that defense continue to hold up? You know, that's what I'm thinking about. Maybe a hurry-up offense might have a little bit more of an effect, in which case I would think Derek Carr has the advantage over someone like Brock Osweiler. But overall, I think if you're playing the Monday-Thursday slate, elevation-wise, you, you hit it right on the head, Chris, that the kickers are the biggest beneficiaries. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's three more games all taking place on Thanksgiving Day. Got the standard Detroit Lions against Minnesota. They're Detroit, two-and-a-half-point favorites over under 43. Cowboys minus seven favorites in Washington. Over-under on that game is 49. And the biggest over-under on the whole slate is uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, minus three, heading to Indianapolis in a dome, 53-and-a-half, the over-under on that game. Chris, let's start it off with the quarterback position here. I mean, you got Big Ben at 8,400, Andrew Luck at 8,100, Stafford, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, and then uh, kind of bottom barrel, Sam Bradford and Brock Osweiler here. Uh, which, which direction are you leaning towards in the quarterback's uh, position on this four-game slate? I mean, the the two favorites that I have on the slate have to be Big Ben and Dak, possibly. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, on a weekly basis, Dak is putting up big numbers, and he is at 
is still seventy nine hundred reasonable below eight thousand overall. I thought Prescott was seventy five hundred, unless I'm thinking this or, uh, I'm, a little I'm sorry, bit differently. I misread actually. Yeah, I did yeah. Misread. You were Dak Prescott yeah, seventy five hundred. I did misread that. I was I was looking at the number and mm-hmm. I misread it. But um, yeah, so those two are my are definitely and and even in lower price for Dak is is much mm-hmm. better. But um, you definitely have to like the top of the board against Indianapolis in that game, and I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. Yeah. Put ben, Big Ben in if you have an opportunity to. Yeah. Even with a healthy Vontae Davis on the Colts defense yeah. last week, he was active for the game. Richard Matthews still had a big game. Tajay Sharp scored a touchdown. One player can't make all of the difference here. And I mean, Big Ben kind of struggled on the road in Cleveland here. We'll see how he handles another road matchup this week. Yeah, and I, I do. Well, while Kirk Cousins did have a huge week against the Packers, we, we were going to try to stick away from it, and I'm going to, for the most part, stick away from mm-hmm. that game. But uh, Yeah, I'm going to write that I, one I just off a little bit. I don't know if uh, the, the Packers' defense is on the weekly basis has given up. Mm-hmm. The, 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 I believe in the game last night they said the Packers had a franchise record since like 1960, 70, mm-hmm. 69, 70 or something around there where the most points over a four-game span they've allowed. So really – you're looking at a very bad Packers defense that mm-hmm. probably played into Kirk Cousins' uh, yeah. success. Going to help Kirk Cousins make some money this offseason. For me, quarterbacks, though, Chris, there are two dome games here on Thanksgiving. Of course, the one in Detroit and the one in Indianapolis. But the one in Indianapolis, the over-under is 10 points more. So I think in any and all your cash games, it's it's a toss-up between Big Ben and Luck for me. I think Luck is on the right trajectory. He's got his weapons back now that Moncrief is healthy. It looks like uh, T.Y. Hilton's healthy. He's not getting anything from the tight end position. But oh well, Andrew Luck has got the weapons. I actually kind of like, like Andrew Luck at just eighty one hundred in a possible shootout against Big Ben and the Steelers here. But if you do need to be super contrarian and do a GPP play, I mean the Lions are giving up the second most points to fantasy quarterbacks. And although I'm not a big fan of Sam Bradford, he's super cheap and he can help you stack up the rest of your lineup. So sixty six hundred for Bradford, maybe pair him with Stephon Diggs. There's a lot of freedom that can be generated there here. Running backs, Chris. Some of the top running backs in the whole league uh, are on this four-game slate. Starting off with Le'Veon Bell at 9,100, followed by Zeke Elliott at 8,700. Lamar Miller, 7,100. Theo Riddick, 6,700. Latavius Murray, 6,400. He's questionable with an ankle injury, but he is expected to play Monday night. Then you've got guys like your Frank Gores, your Matt Asiatas, Jarek McKinnon. Rob Kelly's only 5,400. I mean, his price hasn't adjusted to the big performance against Green Bay. Uh, I mean, long story short, Chris, how are you approaching the running back position on this four-game slate? Yeah, still... If I can get Le'Veon in there, I think he's the one I really want. He's just so involved in all facets of the game. They've thrown the ball frequently on the offensive, on offense, obviously. Uh, so he's just a guy that 30 points each of the last two weeks, mm-hmm. even though they played against Cleveland their last game. I mean, it's, it's pretty much... Cleveland on the road and, and the Cowboys, and yeah, 29.9, yeah. 30.1. So you, against Guys those stuck. two teams, and, and it's this week it's against Indianapolis, which we, as you mentioned already, we expect it to be somewhat of a higher-scoring game. It's the highest over-under on the slate, mm-hmm. and he's going to be heavily involved in that offense. And even though you do have to pay 9100 if I can get him in my lineup, I'm going to put him in there. He is the by far the – well, not by far the heaviest, but him and 
Ezekiel Elliott are both like vastly separated from the rest of the mm-hmm. of the the pack. So if yep. you're going to go for one of the two, I feel like I'd be more confident a little bit in in Le'Veon mm-hmm. this week on top of the board. Yeah, Washington kept James Starks and the Packers in check, so I think you could make a case for a bounce back from Ezekiel Elliott. The ownership won't quite be as high here, but I think you really got to pick one or the other. And and if that's the case, I. I am going to lean towards picking Rob Kelly. Now, the guy, 24 carries, 137 yards, and three touchdowns on Sunday night against the Packers. Granted, he had that 66-yarder on the final drive of the game. So, uh, you know, there is some recency bias there. But these slates are just about, they're out before, you know, the Sunday night game is officially wrapped up. So Rob Kelly's price hasn't had a chance to adjust. And at 5,400, I know he gets a much tougher matchup or seemingly tougher matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, but he's home and he, it's pretty sure that it's pretty certain that he's the guy at this point. So you can yeah. pick one of your top price guys, pair him up with Rob Kelly and move forward. He does have, as you mentioned, he is the guy there now, now. Uh, he has over 20 carries in each of the last three games, so he's going to get a workload. That's it's just safe. a question yep. of how much he can do with that workload. So he, mm-hmm. it, it is against a Dallas defense that's been pretty stingy this year. But he, I mean, he's going to get a workload, and and he's at home. He's at, I'll give him that. It's Thanksgiving Day. It's actually uh, on the road. I oh, think, for that oh yeah, I guess it's yeah, you're right. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas always hosts Thanksgiving. Yeah. Duh. Thanks, yeah. Chris. But but, um, um, but he's on the road in a dome, so he doesn't have to worry about least. slick conditions or anything like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so actually, all these games are in a dome here. But anyway, um, <laughs> so side note, let's just, let's just go ahead and shift to wide receivers, Chris. Antonio Brown kicks the slate off at 8900. Ty Hilton at 7900. Mari Cooper 77. Des 74. DeAndre Hopkins 71, Stephon Diggs 68, and then it just kind of goes down the list from there. Any high price guys that you're going after, Chris, or are you kind of sticking to that middle tier? Uh, how are you approaching the receiver part of the slate? Yeah, it definitely seems like it would be difficult to put Antonio Brown in a lineup with Big Ben. It's possible. Especially if you're trying to use Le'Veon Bell as well. If you Bell want to use well. Le'Veon Bell, yeah. I don't know if you want to stack all three together. If you, Maybe pick mm-hmm. Big Ben in one of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Antonio is the guy that is the top receiver in that game, but they do, as I mentioned, they do use Le'Veon a lot in the passing game. So I'd still wouldn't be afraid to go with big Ben and Le'Veon as a stack. If I'm going to go with the two and a guy that I'm liking possibly right now, is just, it seems like Dak, uh, Des Bryant is, is coming on recently. The last couple weeks has six catches for 80 yards and 116. The last two has reached the end zone in four of the last five games. He's just, he's been lighting it up as of late and seems to be, developing a rapport with the with the young quarterback mm-hmm. and uh, right now at 7400 he's the fourth wide receiver on the board mm-hmm. and i i definitely see yeah. biggest value An- possibly he's there. another player whose price hasn't quite adjusted to a two touchdown yeah. performance here from week 11 so i think you got to pick one receiver based on who you choose at quarterback just to maximize your upside there uh i like the case for des one other guy i like a lot is stefan diggs at 6800 i'm looking for a bounce back he got a face full of patrick peterson last week and that makes things yeah. tough on any wide receiver but his price is all the way down at 6800 and i believe he had somewhere in the range of 45 targets in the three weeks beforehand so he's getting huge volume he's indoors in Detroit and he's going up against the defense that uh, is allowing what I believe is the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks I know it's not wide receivers but quarterbacks can have a good day against this Detroit defense I think Stefan Diggs will have a pretty good day as well tight ends Chris 
looking a little bit shallow off the bat. Of course, you've got Jordan Reed, 6,900. Then Jason Witten checks in at 55. Eric Ebron at 54. Dwayne Allen at 5,300. He didn't catch a pass last week. C.J. Fedorowicz at 5,100. Jack Doyle at 5,000. He only caught one pass, I believe. Kyle Rudolph maybe a little cheap at 4,900. Do you have a favorite tight end you're looking at, Chris? I could see under the radar a little bit here. uh, Eric Ebron at 5,400. He played the Vikings a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago now, and even in that game against the Minnesota Vikings, he had seven catches for 92 yards. He hasn't reached the end zone but once this year, but uh, if he does, that's I mean that's a bonus. He's still top 10 points in each of the last three games that he's played in. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm going to go with uh, more of a, a, a guy you can afford to put okay, into the lineup in addition, guy, yeah. more of an affordable tight end. Because you're looking He's, for those Big Ben yeah. Brown or Big Ben Levian stacks. And so with those you're kind stacks, of you're not going to be probably yeah. able to fit Jordan Reed, the 6,900 exactly. in, and then you look at the mm-hmm. next tier, it's really Witten and Ebron, mm-hmm. and pretty much everyone else is in the the tier below Reed yeah. and he's probably my favorite option of those tight ends mm-hmm. yeah so now the Lions are actually giving up the second most points to uh opposing tight ends so I mean I think Kyle Rudolph has to be in play at 4,900 but I this is a, a position that I'm gonna go with my gut Jason Witten always seems to have monster Thanksgiving day games I don't know what it is but it feels like I've been watching him almost the entirety of the time I've been watching football and the guy always comes up big on the big spot in Thanksgiving day of course he's at home him and Dak are starting to build a rapport so I think I uh I knocked Jordan Reed down a bit I could see a case for using him but I'm going to save the money and go Jason Witten for mine all right that's going to wrap up the Monday through Thursday slate discussion really special one with uh the Thanksgiving day of course hope uh you enjoy Thanksgiving with all of your friends and family but also get a chance to watch some football as well Chris let's turn our sights to the week 12 slate of games we're each going to pick out a cash game quarterback and a gpp quarterback as far as cash goes chris who are you looking at in terms of cash games the safest play i feel of the week is russell wilson at 7500 going against tampa bay it is on the road but it seems like we finally have the old russell wilson back it, definitely over the last three weeks he's kind of proved he's back to his old self mm-hmm. he's got 24 plus points in each of those games and even caught a touchdown pass this weekend so yeah, really uh, sexy play definitely call. if he's running out on pass routes he definitely seems like uh he's back to his old self i mean if you didn't need any other indication that's that's pretty much what you're gonna get i mean he's done well against some tougher defenses in the last few weeks too i mean philadelphia new england buffalo this is kind of a step down i think in terms of tampa bay compared to these i would uh i would definitely say it's an easier game possibly for wilson and mm-hmm. when considering he's already put up mid 20s each of the last three weeks he's only at 7500 so i definitely in terms of cash play a guy that i feel is safe just because not only can he do stuff through the uh through the air he's also ability has the ability to throw uh, to to run the ball mm-hmm. and to apparently include himself in the receiving game. I don't expect that to happen again, but mm-hmm. definitely he's able to impact the game in multiple facets. Yeah, I agree 100% with that analysis, Chris. Uh, Russell Wilson, absolute stud the way he's been playing lately. Gets a matchup in Tampa Bay where, I mean, we can say pretty safely that it's not going to snow or anything like that. And he gets a Tampa Bay secondary that has oftentimes struggled throughout the course of the season here. For me personally, I think I'm going to go and try to pay up for someone like Breeze. He play, He's terrific at home. It's another dome stadium where he is. Uh, he gets the Rams, who a little bit hit or miss. They, they limited the uh, 
Dolphins up until the fourth quarter this week when the Dolphins and Tannehill stormed back and scored two touchdowns here. So Breeze at home, he's always in play. I also really like Tom Brady. I mean, he's 9,100. He is on the road against the Jets. So the big concern there is probably the weather factor. It's a game where, you know, it's Monday. This game's next Sunday. It's way too early to provide an accurate weather forecast, but Tom Brady wants to go beat the Jets. There's no doubt about it, and he wants to go run it up on the Jets. I don't think there's little doubt about that. I mean, the Jets' pass defense has been improving a lot. They started out so atrocious but are now right in the middle of the pack. But, I mean, there's a reason Tom Brady's the highest-priced quarterback, and I uh, and I would go with him. If you're playing the Monday slate, I'd say Aaron Rodgers because I can't remember the last time he threw less than, like, 45 passes in a game, yeah. but uh, which gives a huge floor. But uh, without the Monday game in, in play here, probably looking at Brady or Breeze for my cash game quarterbacks. Yeah, I would also throw in possibly Cam Newton going against mm-hmm. that Oakland defense. He's, yeah, It's been a little shaky, I guess, recently, but – Against Oakland, I mean, he's a guy, he scores 20 points pretty consistently, and his price is down at 7800 now, so it's at yeah. a reasonable, maybe not in the cash, I, I guess maybe yeah. you could consider th- him as a GPP. I think I, he'd be a little bit more of a GPP play because for me, just recency. because of the, it's it's the inconsistency that makes him a GPP yep. play. He, his floor, he could just go out and have another just god-awful game, or he could get smacked in the head on the first drive and, uh, yeah. and, and, and leave the game. I mean, there's a lot of things that could go wrong if you played Cam Newton. Granted, there are a lot of things that could go really, really right. Yeah, he that's could, why he could, could, could throw for three having... and run for two and throw, you know, get 350, 400 yeah. yards, have a huge game, but I feel like the chances of that are, are too similar to the chances of him, of him coming out with a dud. So And even so, I, I could see him having a relatively high ownership in those tournaments just because a lot of people think, you know, mm-hmm. because of the high floor or high ceiling that he has so mm-hmm. I, I don't know like as a, as a we generally go down the list in terms of tournament plays mm-hmm. but like if he was he would fall into GPP he would fall into a GPP time. category I just don't know if how low his ownership would be because of the mm-hmm. high ceiling yeah. you mentioned going down the list with your GPP pick Chris and I'm taking a look at it you're going way way down the list uh, yeah. who are you looking at uh, in this situation I, I only have a couple guys here that I was I, I really liked who you decided to choose this week I mean mm-hmm. in terms of what we are classifying as GPPs um, but I'm going to go way down the list at 6,000, making his second start of the season. Let's take a shot in the dark at uh, maybe Jared Goff going against that New Orleans defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, New Orleans, you're getting a major salary relief here, so you can really pay up at other positions if you're doing mm-hmm. that. And, I mean, he- while Goff, his numbers were not great in the first week. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He just wasn't good in the first week but from what I saw it didn't seem like he was incompetent out there it looked like he at least knew what he was doing and it was against a Miami defense that's pretty been pretty decent of late so you're, you're getting a drop in competition against New Orleans so I could see a boost there um, the only other guy that I'm really considering possibly other than your pick is potentially Colin Kaepernick He's he's scored around 20 points a week so far, even against some tough defenses. Obviously, Miami, as I mentioned, they've been pretty good recently, so it's another tough defense, but mm-hmm. Kaepernick's ability to run the ball den- puts him in the conversation as a GPP play on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. He he racks up more rushing yards than the majority of quarterbacks. I would say probably more than almost every quarterback in the league as in a weekly basis. Yeah, I hear, I hear you, Chris. I, I don't mind going to golf just because the price tag is so low. It's barely above the minimum. And if he gets a couple hundred yards and two scores, it's not asking a lot. But uh, that, that 
puts you in a great place because then you can start building your lineup around maybe David Johnson, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, because all those guys, or that trio all of a sudden becomes realistic when you, your quarterback's only $6,000 here. My GPP play, I'm going to Carson Palmer at 7100 at Atlanta. First and foremost, I like the dome factor. No need to talk or worry about weather or anything. Everyone saw and thought that he did pretty terrible last week. I mean, yeah, he got he took some hits, got sacked, uh, threw a pretty costly pick six, but he still put up almost 200 yards and two touchdowns against a really solid Vikings defense here. And I mean, fantasy doesn't, you don't exactly lose points for throwing pick sixes in fantasy, so oh well. Um, and heading into week 11, the Atlanta Falcons, they're, they're coming off a bye, so they might be okay coming off a bye, but they were number one in fantasy points per game allowed to uh, opposing quarterbacks. They had taken over that title from Detroit heading into uh, week 11, where of course they were on a bye. So the game's in a dome. Carson Palmer and the Cardinals need a bounce back win. They want to get that wild card because it's looking like Seattle's in the driver's seat in that division. And uh, the matchup's there. You know, no weather factor. There's just so much I like about it. And the price takes there. He's only 7,100. So Carson Palmer, probably going to be my guy on Sunday. Yeah, I definitely agree. That was the guy that when I looked at that slate, he was mm-hmm. the one that stood out too. He still has a lot of weapons in that offense. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's been playing badly because there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. Like as, as a Jay Cutler or someone around there who doesn't really have weapons anymore, Elshon suspended right now, Zach Miller out. There's mm-hmm. really not really there. Carson Palmer has a lot of people around him. And it's, and, it's, and it's so easy to dump it off to David Johnson and let him do his yeah. thing. You still get passing yards. You yep. still get passing touchdowns for that. And David Johnson, you know, looking like one of the best players in the league. You know, he's right up there with Yeah, Zeke and he has so. a lot of good receivers, too. And um, mm-hmm. I would expect it to be somewhat of a high-scoring game, even though Arizona's defense is generally pretty good but they but Matt I Ryan's mean, almost been playing yes, like a near MVP Matt Ryan and he's got and the Matt. extra week of rest to prepare for it so I yeah. think there's some there is some score. shootout potential in this game for yes. sure and uh they the Cardinals I mean gave up a lot of points to the Vikings last week too so it's obviously they're not invulnerable to it and I would say the Atlanta offense is definitely a better one than mm-hmm. Minnesota. So Yeah, the toughest part about picking Palmer is like which option do you stack him with? I guess Fitz is the safest one to stack him with, but maybe it's a John Brown day, maybe it's a JJ Nelson day, maybe it's a David Johnson day, maybe you gotta pick three of those guys, but there's a lot going on here. Uh but overall, yeah, I think we both like Carson Palmer and going back to cash games. We like Russell Wilson as well. We'd like to wish you the best of luck in your DFS lineups to you and yours, your entire family, over Thanksgiving uh, break here. Before we sign off, we do have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash pod for a free 10-day trial. Once again, for Chris Benzine, who you can follow at crispy 272002 I'm Jake Letarski. You can follow me on Twitter at jakeski52. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with myself and John McKechnie. We'll also be bringing uh, either Ben or Nick on for a little NBA talk as well.